you can't know everything before you start. This was a concept that was brought up in the podcasting slash life goals accountability group that I'm a part of on Voxer, which is a walkie-talkie app. This was maybe about six months ago. That's going to be the topic of today. So I'm going to give a story from my life to add detail to the meaning, or at least the meaning I pull from that statement. So we're going to jump in the DeLorean, make sure the flux capacitor is working, and hit 88 miles an hour and go back to about 2015. So about seven years ago, I was an IT technician. I actually was an IT technician slash shift supervisor. I supervised about three to four people. And the NOC manager, NOC is short for Network Operations Center, called me into the conference room and informed me that he was promoting me from the technician slash supervisor to a network engineer. Now, to provide context to that, becoming a network engineer was a goal that I had for at least six years. I remember going back to 2009 that I would proclaim to the universe, if somebody would just give me a chance, I would not let them down. I even proclaimed it to my mom, but she usually just fell asleep. Still love you, mom. Love you very much. So this is something I've been working on for at least six years, and now the goal was finally within my grasp. And I remember I was sitting, and he was kind of like to my right, and he told me this, and he had his laptop open, making notes, I assume, or whatever. And the first thought that came through my mind when he told me I was being promoted was, how can I tell him I don't want the job? I was petrified, and I remember how I felt. I thought I was a fraud. I thought that I did not have the skills necessary to become a network engineer, and that once my manager and everybody else found out that I didn't have the knowledge and the skills, that they would think I was a fraud too. Not only would I be fired, but I would be blacklisted, son. It'd be very hard to get another network engineering job. So this was on a Friday. I remember it was a Friday that he told me. And I spent the entire weekend thinking to myself, how can I tell him I don't want the job? And it's molded over my mind. And I thought, well, Howard, if you tell him you don't want the job, more than likely he's going to fire you. And rightly so. And then, as I mentioned on the other end of it, well, if I take the job and then I'm just a complete screw-up, then they're going to fire me, and then more than likely I'm not going to... It's going to be very difficult to find another job like that. So I thought about it another way. I said, what's the worst that can happen if I get fired? Well, I've been fired before. I've been laid off before. And eventually I found my way through it. Took some time. Wasn't easy, but I found my way through it. So I also thought, well, if I don't take the promotion, then I'm going to beat myself up. One, they're never going to offer it again, assuming the small possibility that I'm able to keep my job, the current job that I had as a technician slash supervisor. 
they would never offer me the job again. And I would feel guilty because it, I didn't try. So I said, okay, Howard, let's give it a shot. As long as we do our best and, and or, preferably, and you learn new things, it wasn't a loss. Because if you get fired, you can find a way to find another job. Even if you have to go to another city, that's cool. You know, we can find something there. Plus, if you learn something new, then because now you've increased your knowledge and your skills, then the best that you can do is more than what you were previously able to do. So I said, all right, let me give it a shot. So I didn't tell him that I didn't want the job. So there was about a two-month gap, mind you, a two-month gap between when he offered me the promotion and I accepted it to when I started. I assume it's HR and budgeting stuff. So I said, all right, Howard, we're taking the job. During this two-month period, you are going to cram as much knowledge as you can into that two months. So I read, I watched videos, I had a home lab, so I practiced on my home lab, and I developed a curriculum in order to to follow for this two months. Now, I'm going to go back to how I developed that curriculum later on in this episode. So the two months pass. My first day on the job, mind you, I've been cramming for that two months. I've been studying for at least six years. My first day on the job, the very first ticket I get, it was a configuration ticket. And I don't remember exactly what it was. The customer wanted us to set up something on their router. We dealt almost completely with Cisco system devices, C-I-S-C-O, not S-Y-S-C-O. Cisco Systems is a large company that makes networking equipment. So we dealt almost exclusively with, with that brand of equipment. So and it's funny because I did all that cramming and everything. The very first ticket I got had nothing to do with anything that I studied. And I found my way through it. So to give you another example from after the promotion is we got a lot of tickets on site-to-site VPNs. It doesn't really matter what the technology is. Just know that it's site-to-site VPNs. That I did review before I got promoted and then during that two-month cram period. So I felt that was, okay, I had some knowledge about the technology. I had some knowledge about how to troubleshoot it. And when I got my first ticket for that issue, I remember it was like late at night, and I had no clue. I had like stage fright. I was like, what? do I do with this? I have no idea. And I ended up talking to um, one of our offshore engineers over in India named Kasi. Great guy. Kasi, if you ever see this, shout out to you, brother. Because that guy saved my rear end more times than I want to remember. And he gave me like an avenue to go down to help me. I had a policy, and this can be another episode, where I never asked anybody what to do. I would troubleshoot it myself if I kind of had an idea of where to go. And then if I got stuck, I would say, okay, here's what I've done. Am I on the right path? Or, and or, if I didn't know what to do at all, or, or if I got stuck in a certain part at a certain step, then I would say, okay, can you give me a hint? Like I said, I'll do another episode on that because there's a, a reason behind why I do it that way. I don't want to ask 
for the answer. I, I want you to tell me if, if I'm on the right path or give me a little hint and I want to figure it out myself. So he gave me some hints and then I was able to figure it out. The reason behind all this is directly to what I said at the outset, the theme of this episode. You can't know everything before you start. All that cramming that I did during the two months and then before that when in 2009 when I didn't have the money to have a lab I had a a laptop that was given to me by a friend and I would use Windows Notepad because when you type on it it looked somewhat at least to me looked somewhat similar to how the Cisco IOS looks. Cisco IOS is the internet network operating system. It's basically the operating system of the routers, the switches, etc. that we worked on primarily. And when I typed on it, it looked like the command line interface where you would type in the configuration commands and everything. Because I didn't have the money, so it's what I practiced on. And then when I got a job as a customer service rep at an insurance agency doing college health insurance, then I was able to afford to go to Collin College. Shout out to the Collin College Cougars. I don't know what their thing is. Whatever, I don't know what their thing is. I just know their mascot's a big cougar and um, the four-legged kind. And I took courses, uh, Cisco Networking Academy courses at Collin College for the CCNA and the CCMP. Those were two certifications I was working on. This is before I even got the job at the IT firm as a technician. CCNA is a Cisco Certified Network Associate. CCMP is a Cisco Certified Network Professional. And there I actually had access to live Cisco equipment. They had racks there with, and you could just hook up you go to a computer and it was already pre-cabled to the to the particular rack and then you would just configure away, configure and troubleshoot. And then when I eventually got the job, after I got my CCMP, I got the job as the technician. Then I had enough money to buy my own equipment. Thank you, eBay. I was able to win bids for equipment of my own and then have my own little lab at home. But all that, all the practice on the equipment, and notepad, all the reading. I, I could. I went to Half Price Books and found any Cisco or networking book that I could find and read it. Went to the library and read it. And read it again and again. I mean, I think I read these books like two and three times. And these are, you know, I'm holding my, for the audio, I'm holding my fingers like four to five inches. I mean, some of the books are big and I'd read through them. And I watched YouTube videos I watched borrowed, and I put borrowed in quotation marks, private company videos, organizations. Uh, there's one that people know of. It's three letters, and then it's like a gold nugget. If you get my drift in your IT, you know what I'm talking about. They're borrowed. I'm completely against piracy. That's a fact. I, I watched all those videos completely legal by the way and all that didn't prepare me for the job of being a network engineer now did it help yes it did help because it gave me a foundation of knowledge of the technologies it also gave me a foundation of different strategies to troubleshoot 
but it doesn't prepare you for when you get a phone call from a customer and they tell you our network is down we are losing a lot of money every minute you need to fix it it doesn't prepare you for the i think the company i was with it had three to four hundred different customers and they all had different network topologies some were multinational some were just one office and a lot of times I'll refrain that I was going to say a lot of times sometimes the network diagrams we had folders available for the customers like folders available like on a shared drive that everybody could access the network diagrams are not up to date and so you're spending a lot of your time just trying to figure out, okay, this network connects to here, this one goes to here, and then I'm putting in like Visio, and sometimes you use paint and make it a little circle for the router. And you're doing that while trying to troubleshoot. It doesn't prepare you for the service managers. The service managers were like the liaison between the company I work for and the customer. And they would be asking, hey, what's the update? What's the update? You know, what's going on? And this is not a knock on them. You know, the customer, they're usually in IT, in the IT department for that company. You know, they got a boss that's on them that they're going to lose their job if it doesn't get fixed. The service manager, you know, they're under, they're under the pressure too. And you also have SLAs. Now, I learned how to configure IP SLA as part of Cisco training, but SLAs in terms of contracts, service level agreements, so there's certain milestones that you have to reach within a certain amount of time on a ticket. How fast is it until you grab the ticket, like acknowledge it? How, how long does it take for you to reach out to the customer, you know, blah, 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 blah. In all that training I did, it didn't prepare me for actually doing it in the real world. In the two years, I think I was I was a network engineer for two years until I got fired. Now, getting fired, that's a completely different episode in irresponsibility on my part. But the two years I was there, I learned more about the technology troubleshooting than I did in at least the six years prior to that. Reading, watching videos, practicing labs, because... Real-world experience is the best thing to teach you. Reading a book does not substitute for doing it in real life. So that's that part. Now, I do want to say, I almost forgot, going back to the, the curriculum that I developed. I developed that curriculum based on real-world experience. So it's kind of funny that I used the, uh, my experience as a technician because I could see the tickets coming in. I could see what was going over to the network engineering team. I, I'm pointing this way because they were literally, and eventually I was, on the left side of the room. If you're, I guess if you're facing from the back of the room to the front. It was on the left side of the room is where the network engineering team is. And that's where I was. And the technicians were on the right side. And then when I was a shift supervisor, I could also see the tickets coming. I could see the emails coming in. So I knew in part what they were getting. And that's how I developed the curriculum. I used my real-world experience to develop this curriculum in order to cram for that two months. But all that didn't help. I guess I should say it helped somewhat. But really doing the job is where I learned the most. Now, there is a 1B to this. 
it is somewhat different, but I think it, it is related. They go is it part and parcel together. And that is the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. I actually mentioned that same, I don't know if it's a quote or not, but I mentioned that same statement when I was on with Hussein Abdullah on his podcast, The Busy Money Cast, episode five on perseverance, when I talked about the supplements. So the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. And that's the perfect real life example is the supplements. It's almost daily that I'm learning new things about taxes. I had a whole episode on sales tax, but I'm still learning about sales tax. Learning more about manufacturing, working with manufacturers, about finance, about marketing. And yes, I'm dragging myself, even though it's, it, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's something that is necessary in terms of a business. Is I'm learning bits and pieces about marketing. And how to do it properly because I got a lot of stuff to sell. A lot of Howard's, well, this is not Howard's Blend, SMB pre workout. I was thinking of actually calling it Howard's Blend pre workout, but it's, we're going just with SMB pre workout. So smbnutrition.com. That's a plug. I'll do another plug. But I'm learning new things every day about the business. I mean, I had, I mentioned it before, I said three hour live. YouTube video on choline. It was actually 2.5 hours. But I had enough information to go over three hours. I just cut some of it out. But after that episode, there are things I'm learning about choline. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. Okay, that's something new. So, one second. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's a little dry. I had to cough. There are new things that I'm learning all the time and for me it's a gift because when I find something that I enjoy like I still love learning about networking I love watching videos on even though they could be old the technology the the routing protocol is still the same OSPF you know you got open shortest path first EIGRP and you have RIP and even RIP version 2 if you want to go old school. And then the big dog, BGP, which, man, that always gave me fits. Like, regular expressions always killed me. It was always, trying to, it was always fun to learn that stuff. I still, I mean, you see the smile on my face. I love learning that stuff. And the supplements, I love digging into the science. So when I find something that I enjoy, then knowing that the more I learn, the more I don't know, is a gift because the learning never stops. That's it. I'm gonna wrap up this episode of Howard's Blends. I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to hit me up. My contact information is in the description of the episode. Also, you can comment on the video if you want as well. If you're looking to take your workouts to the next level, Grab some SMB pre-workout. I shorten it just SMB pre because that sounds kind of cooler. It is available on the website, SMB Nutrition. So like S is in spirit, M is in mind, B is in body, smbnutrition.com. Just got the order in, so we are fully stocked. Grab some, grab some. Makes a, even though this is Christmas Eve, makes a great stocking stuffer. I guess a late Christmas gift. That's it, folks. 
Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, buy some SMB Bree. Take care.